We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Police aggressively pushing back on protesters taking control of trucks and clearing the street in front of Parliament. Scores of the trucks left under the pressure. In Ottawa today, raising authorities' hopes for an end to the three-week protest there. This protester, Salouz Sharif, says they refuse to leave the capital. We just stand for our country, man, for, for our freedom and for the people that stay home. Police in tactical gear quickly gained ground today against demonstrators who are facing one of the biggest police enforcement actions in Canadian history. Vice President Kamala Harris spoke to the Munich Security Conference today in Germany. She says Russia always denies wrongdoing when it's about to break international law. Russia will plead ignorance and innocence. Vice President Harris says Russia's trying to pick a fight with Ukraine while claiming innocence, an invasion expected soon. This is SRN News. Mike Gallagher questions everything. The Clinton campaign paid a technology company to infiltrate servers belonging to Trump Tower and later the White House itself. They spied on the guy who would be the eventual sitting president of the United States of America, as he said they did, by the way. And yet they want us to believe that they wouldn't try to steal an election. The Mike Gallagher Show. Really? Weekdays at 8 on AM 1280. The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. AM 1280, The Patriot, coming to you from the Kirby and Christina Realty Studios. And let's take a look at your weather today. Mostly sunny and a high of 21 tonight. Mostly clear and a low of 19. Then it might feel a little bit like fall on Sunday. Mostly sunny and a high of 44. And for President's Day, snow and a high of 18. The Narn with Mitchburg is next right here on The Patriot. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing, the shining spot of red in the sea of dingy, dismal, moldy institutional blue. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network Headliner Edition here on AM 1280, The Patriot. My name, Mitchell Berg. That's my full name. Only my mom calls me that. You can call me Mitch, Mr. Berg, if you're nasty. And uh, this is the Headliner Edition going on 18 years of dominating Twin Cities weekend media, along with Brad Carlson. Uh, who's coming up tomorrow from 1 to 3. Jack Tomzak, the new guy who's coming up next here, actually from 3 to 5 on AM 1280 The Patriot. And, of course, fellow charter member of the NARN, King Banyan, Saturday mornings 9 to 11 on her sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. Together, still the Northern Alliance, still the best in the business, where the business is dominating Twin Cities media. It's great to be back in the studio on my regular time, by the way. I was uh, we're Brad and I did our usual uh, super weekend uh, switcheroo last week. Brad came out to Medicine Lake where we had our usual blast doing uh, Holes for Heroes, a benefit for Fishing for Life. Go to fishingforlife.org, by the way, for more details on Fishing for Life. That's what they're there for. Um, it's always a pleasure to be out there. We're looking forward to next year already. It's always a great time uh, out there at Fishing for Life. And uh, Holes for Heroes is just a, always a blast. I always had a great time out there. And it's our big live appearance now that the State Fair is less of a broadcast event, shall we say. And, of course, I was in for Brad on Sunday. Brad took his usual oh, – excuse me, he was off on assignment, which is – a polite way of saying he was doing a Super Bowl party. Since the Bears aren't involved, uh, weren't involved, didn't matter to me. So I was perfectly happy to come in on Sunday and kind of enjoy that laid-back Sunday atmosphere because Saturdays had this hustle and bustle about them that you just you don't get on Sundays. It's it's a little different. It's kind of like 
it's kind of like going from from downtown Manhattan on Saturdays to a, a beach in in California. Uh, and I, by the way, one of the beaches that isn't like got hypodermics all over it. One of the one of the nice beaches still in California. We're all lighting. Maybe Hawaii is a better example. There we go. All right. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's talk a little bit about freedom, because freedom is a word that has been taking a bit of a pummeling lately in the media and from some people who should know better, the people that we, uh, by we, I mean people who are residents of Western civilization, have been electing to power, and some of the people who support them most vociferously. Let's talk a little bit about a troubling historical trend here. Now, it's widely regarded that the first democracy in Western civilization, really the cradle of Western civilization, was ancient Greece in the 4s and 500s BC, before Christ. And it's true. There was a democracy. There was a popularly elected government that sprang up in Athens and, by the way, many uh, other uh, city-states in the Greek peninsula and the Greek islands uh, in the the 500s B.C. But in about the 440s B.C., Athens, the the leading democracy and the leading city-state in the Greek peninsula, the, the, the most powerful of them, Sparta notwithstanding, went on what a military expedition in Sicily, trying to conquer Sicily and take whatever Sicily had to offer. And it didn't go well. In fact, it would be fair to call it a disaster. A bigger disaster than, than Joe Biden pulling out of Afghanistan? Yeah, yeah, fair to call it that. It, it, it gutted Athenian society. And with it, it gutted the Athenian economy. It led to some horrific hardships. Uh, compared to what the Greeks and the Athenians had been used to. And the Athenians had been used to some hardships, certainly. They had just finished fighting a major war uh, against the Persians and and winning. Uh, If you've seen the movie 300, you know the broad outlines, uh, greatly stylized and fictionalized. But Athenian democracy survived that, but could not survive the disaster in Sicily. And in 411 BC, uh, the word democracy, which is a Greek word meaning rule by the people, the people vote, was replaced by another Greek word, oligarchy, where a group that called themselves the oligarchs, a small group of experts, declaring that there was a state of emergency because of the military disaster and the economic disaster that followed, declared themselves the rulers of Athens. And they went back and forth for a few hundred years until the Macedonians under Alexander the Great took over Athens and, and made the whole thing just a, a, a puppet fiefdom of the Macedonians. And the Romans took over after that. And, and after that, it was the, the Turks. And, and Athenian democracy never, I mean, made a few little appearances over the next few hundred years, but it never really came back like it did in the four and five and six hundreds BC. And it disappeared because of a, I don't want to see, keep seeing the same hands here, a state of emergency. That's right. Now, there was no mistaking the Roman Republic for anything nearly as small L liberal as the Greek democracy, but it was by the standards of the era, the standards of the region, and the standards of the kingdoms around and about it, considerably less autocratic, at least if you were of the landowning class, than than, than the countries that came before and after it. But there were some military disasters, some social disasters, some plagues. Hmm, sound familiar? And in 44 BC, Caesar, Augustus, declared a state of emergency that needed a single person to resolve the problem and took over and, and ended the Roman Republic and created the Roman Empire, which went on for hundreds of years. But there'd be no rational way to call it even small, tiny, tiny, tiny L liberal, uh, even as tiny L liberal as the Roman Republic was. It, it was not even, it was, it was a monarchy in the classic sense of the term. Uh, we could move ahead, if you'd like, to 1933. And, and I know it's very touchy using, using Nazi references uh, in these days. I mean, they've, they're, they're a certain side of our society has sort of ruined using that for history, it just made it sound like it's something to go to much too easily. Um, sorry, <laughs> I'm talking about you, American left. You overuse the term Hitler. You've made, you've made Nazism a useless term, but it's, it's valid history, folks. Germany had been in a state of emergency since the end of World War I. 
an economic emergency, a political emergency, a social emergency that broke out in civil war in the early 1920s, actual civil warfare with troops returning from the front, joining either the, the right wing or the left wing, the communists or the monarchists or the eventually the Nazis, and fighting open warfare in the streets of Munich and other streets, in, in especially in southern Germany. And it went on from there. The Civil War died down, but economic uh, hardship came to the Weimar Republic. The economic crisis was among the worst a Western democracy has ever suffered. And between that and the open political violence in the streets, huh, sound familiar? By 1933, German society was just plain sick of politics, which, by the way, is one of the great dangers of having people get tired of politics, because what do they do when they get tired of politics? They tell someone to take over and just make things work, which is what they did. In 1933, uh, with general public approval, including from the communists, the president of Germany, Paul Hindenburg, a war hero, turned the reins of government over to a cabinet led by National Socialist Adolf Hitler. And the rest is, as they say, history. He declared himself dictator. He gave himself full autocratic power, him and his cabinet, and led the world to World War II, the Holocaust, and, and everything that we are still dealing with in many respects today under the color of a state of emergency. Oh, it's not just historical in foreign countries either, by the way. In 2005, uh, Mary Landrieu, the government, uh, governor of Louisiana, and uh, Fancy Ray Nagin, the uh, mayor of New Orleans, in the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina, as their complete perfidy in planning for a catastrophe was completely upended by events, declared a state of emergency that effectively suspended democracy and civil rights and all civil protections in New Orleans and in the storm-affected areas for days and weeks, and leading to unprecedented abuses of Americans' civil rights, predominantly those of Americans of color. But it didn't matter. It's a massive infringement on freedom under the color of a state of emergency. Same thing happened, by the way, 1941, when tens of thousands of Americans of Japanese descent, American citizens, were interned, completely stripped of their civil rights, uh, and, and interned in prison camps. Not a whole lot different than the prisoner of war camps in which German, Italian, and the rare Japanese prisoners were held during World War II. Now, German citizens, Italian citizens, a few Japanese citizens stranded in America at the beginning of the war, they, they got sent to POW camps, essentially. Well-fed, little more freedom, but still POW camps. But we're talking American citizens here. People with the same rights under the Constitution that you and I have. Every last one of them. No big deal. They got trundled off to camps anyway because a state of emergency was in effect. We don't even have to go that far back in history. In 2020, Governor Klink, I'm sorry, Governor Waltz suspended a good chunk of Minnesota's civil government. I, I mean, put, put Minnesota's state legislature under wraps. I mean, it was the least transparent legislative session in history. Uh, threw the election laws open so that God only knows what irregularities went on, irregularities went on under the hood. And essentially took full dictatorial power over vast swaths of Minnesota life, especially commercial life, all to himself. Because of what? Because of a state of emergency. Come on, you know how this is all working here, folks. So, this is a pattern that we see, a, a, a pattern that, that is incredibly toxic to freedom, to liberty, to due process, to the government that you and I grew up thinking we had. And yes, you can make a rational case that there is a place for emergency powers, but now if you've listened to this station, you, we've been through this before. Emergency powers have a beginning, but they also have to have an end. And they have to have an end that is imposed not by the conscience and will of the, of the governor, I almost said monarch, seriously, of the governor, of the chief executive, but by the representatives. Now, all the Republican candidates for governor are promising to reform emergency powers. Here's hoping they do. And by the way, the, the, the gun movement that enforced a ban 
on governors uh, shutting down gun shops in 2015 and the 2015 legislature, which people looked at and said it was paranoid sometimes. Some on the left said it was paranoid back then. Yeah, who's paranoid now? Well, if you're a Canadian trucker, it's not paranoia. It's the real thing. And uh, they're coming for you, too, here, folks. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Appliance prices are going up, but not at PJ's. We have hundreds of appliances in stock for you to take home right now. New LG models have just arrived. Plus, we just opened our new store in Maplewood. Hi, this is PJ. We take great pride in separating ourselves from those overpriced big box stores. How? By simply providing over-the-top customer service and great quality products at unbeatable prices. PJ's Appliance Outlet has quickly become the trusted go-to store for brand new scratch and dent appliances. You'll save hundreds, even thousands of dollars on brand new name brand refrigerators, ovens, washers, dryers, and dishwashers from trusted brands like LG, Electrolux, Whirlpool, Frigidaire, and more. We're also the exclusive dealer for the Ilve handmade Italian stoves. Don't pay inflated prices for name brand appliances. Take the short drive to save big dollars at either our Plymouth or new Maplewood location. Visit our showrooms or find us online at pjsappliantsoutlet.com, where every deal is a steal. This is Dennis Prager for Mathnasium, the math learning center. As you know, happiness is a moral obligation. But if you're a parent, that might seem impossible if you're trying to teach your kids math. If this is you, then Mathnasium has the solution. At Mathnasium, students learn to understand and master math. They learn number sense, math fluency, and problem-solving skills that equip them for success, not just in school, but for the rest of their lives. Mathnasium students become confident and even enjoy learning math with Mathnasium's customized and live one-on-one approach. Students can actually reach their potential, possibly even more than you might imagine. More than ever, your child needs extra math support to keep moving ahead. So do your kids and yourself a favor and enroll today at one of the Mathnasium centers listed on the Patriots advertiser page at am1280thepatriot.com. Mathnasium, changing lives and adding happiness through math. Mathnasium is now hiring part-time math coaches. To enroll or apply, call 763-269-6969. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack barbecue. Pick it up or take it out, rackshacktogo.com or com. It's so easy. Hey, you've been working hard. Half the staff is gone and your crew needs a lift. Go to rackshacktogo.com for pickup or rackshackdelivery.com and we'll bring it out to you. It's America's food and the right thing to do. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack barbecue. Ooh. Have you been charged with a gun crime? Have you lost your gun rights due to an old criminal offense? Have you been denied a permit to carry or a purchase of a firearm? I'm attorney Kelly Keegan, and I can help. Contact us for a free consultation at keeganlawoffice.com. Welcome back to Twin Cities and World, Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Hey, don't forget, you like to make your opinion heard? Well, have we got an opportunity for you. We are taking a listener survey right now. You go to am1280thepatriot.com. There will be a, a big square on the page that says take our listener survey. There's your cue right there. That's the listener survey. Go in. Take the survey. Give us your feedback. You got something you, you want to hear more of on the station. You 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 got something you you got to get off your chest. You got criticism of this station, or you've got a favorite weekend program that you'd like to give some special thumbs up, some kudos, some some attaboys, a pat on the back. Hypothetically, by all means, do go to am twelve eighty thepatriotcom Take our listener survey. It says so in as many words. It's what we want you to do. Take the listener survey. Uh, we'd love to have you do that, by the way. We love hearing from all of you all the time. Uh, don't forget that Jack Tom's at coming up at 3 o'clock today also. Now, let's talk about what happened this past week in Canada. Justin Trudeau has essentially seized dictatorial, in power, uh, di- dictatorial power in Canada to rid his capital of all sorts of unruly subjects and their obstreperous little outburst. Uh, I'm going to read from an op-ed from the Toronto, uh, Toronto Sun, actually. 
And I quote, this is the first time the Emergencies Act, which is the package of emergency powers that the Canadian Parliament gave the sovereign, I'm sorry, the prime minister uh, in Canada in 1988. This is the first time the emergency powers has been invoked since it came into force. And Prime Minister Justin Trudeau said yesterday, this past week, actually, it's necessary to protect critical infrastructure such as borders and airports from the blockades and create time limited powers that do not already exist. Now, make no mistake, powers already exist. There's already laws for everything in, in Can- that, that Justin Trudeau needs in Canada right now. Uh, they're, they, they're long, they're inconvenient, they require actually wrestling around in court and going for due process and following the laws, which whenever you scratch anyone on the far left, you find is just too inconvenient for them. So that goes by the boards right quick. Uh, the government, uh, again, back to the piece from the Toronto Sun, the government will use the, uh, will use the act to force towing companies to remove big rigs and other vehicles that are uh, blocking highways and other critical infrastructure. It'll also be used to establish zones where public assembly is not allowed. Wow, look at that. All those complaints from the laptop class and the government class in Ottawa that all those trucks were harshing their mellow uh, got, got through. Why? I wonder what would have happened if I would have done the same thing in June, May and June of 2020. Probably not a whole lot. Oh, also, requires uh, banks to suspend or freeze accounts suspected of supporting the blockades, including uh, those belonging to companies whose trucks are part of the convoy. So you see what this is here right now. This is the, the debanking. The freezing of assets of anybody who, who donates money or is involved in any way in these protests. Now, this is the same left, including Trudeau himself, who, when Americans were destroying American cities, and by the way, the BLM protests went to Canada as well here, uh, they, they had complete support from the Canadian left. And in fact, this is part of a of a trend that I want to come back to in just a moment here. We'll get back to that. But one of the main arguments, uh, one of the main, rather, one of the main organizers behind the truckers, this is from the piece in the, in the Toronto Sun again, behind the truckers' protest in Ottawa, uh, now in its third week, said members are not going anywhere and will, quote, hold the line <clears throat> in the face of the act. Now, let's make sure we're clear on this. This is after weeks of the Canadian media, which is generally no less incurious and, let's be honest, subservient than the U.S. media is to government. Uh, telling the world that the protesters were violent, that they were racist, and they were destructive. Now, the violence, the only violence known to have been committed anywhere near the protests was a group of counter-protesters that rammed into some protesters, putting four of them in the hospital. In other words, it was people siding with the government who did all the violence. There's been claims of racism, and yeah, in a movement of tens of thousands of people, you're going to get some loonies, but by golly, I don't know about you, but I haven't seen any photos of any of those swastikas or Confederate flags anywhere. Not to say they don't exist. I'm just saying the odds that they are there are pretty small. And I'll go one further. Back during the Tea Party, there were reports, even some photos popping up of swastikas and Confederate flags, and graphically racist signs popping up at Tea Party events. And then face-front photos of the people with the signs and the T-shirts and the flags started to pop up, and a little bit of crowdsourcing showed that they were largely people from the left, local Democrat organizers. And I'll point this out as well. In 2010, when I spoke at a large Tea Party rally, the the Tax Day Tea Party rally 2010, where Ed Morrissey and I and Katie Kiefer and a bunch of other local notables spoke, we talked with the security. We said, if someone comes in here with a sign that looks questionable, get pictures. Because we'll put those pictures up on our blogs. We will crowdsource them. And the odds are pretty good that we'll find out that they are local young Democrat activists. And we made it very publicly known that people with cameras were going to be out there and active and had our phone numbers. And by golly, wouldn't you know, not a single crazy wacko racist sign turned up at that Tea Party rally. What do you suppose the odds were? I'm just saying. A government 
that in Canada is no less owned by the left than the American institutions is no less likely to do a shake and bake on protesters in America, or in Canada rather, than they are in America, where feds were known to have infiltrated rallies, where we know that the shake and bake, uh, uh, sorry, the so-called plot to kidnap Gretchen Whitner, or Whitmer was driven by federal informants, most likely on orders from the FBI to make the right look bad. Just saying, after a year of barbering about the real serious role that the riots in January 6th had on American democracy, which, by the way, had no chance whatsoever of affecting the constitutional process in this country, none, as as ill-conceived, as as bad an idea as those riots were, as toxic to democracy as they were, they had no chance of derailing American democracy or our constitutional process. They delayed the electoral vote count. That's bad. But they were not going to overthrow the government, much less seizing any actual government power. But after all that, the Western left is applauding a Western, quote, progressive leader, end quote, usurping banana republic power to stifle, admittedly obstreperous, law-breaking speech that could be dealt with by legal due process means, but had Trudeau the will, the patience, and the courage. Oh, and the poll numbers. I mean, his poll numbers, even among liberals, are dropping down. Overall, 16%, uh, probably about a fifth, maybe a quarter of Canadian liberals want him back in office. It's not only the work of a coward who's awash in fear and completely over his head, It's the work of a politician at the head of a movement that has no respect for participatory democracy. None. And this is what you see in Minnesota as well, where you have uh, (laughs) where where you see the way that every every conservative group from the uh, the the Tea Party's uh, rallies 10 years ago to pro-life rallies to you name them, all of them get treated the same way. This compares with the the kid gloves with which every left-of-center organization gets treated, historically and in the present day. I mean, some of you may remember, and it's a little before my time, but the 1960s, when protests in large, in large part, were were afforded extraordinary leniency by the government— Perhaps you remember Occupy, the so-called Occupy movement, which uh, infested many American cities for a number of years back in uh, for for a long time back in I don't know, 2008, 2009. You, you had these groups of squatters who would plop in, in parks and on street corners and government center in downtown Minneapolis. I, I shot one of my favorite videos down there back in 2000, I want to say 11, perhaps, during the, the quote, Occupy movement. And. National Public Radio practically gave themselves a stress injury trying to keep them alive as a legitimate political movement long after anyone cared about them, long after the protests had turned into just a bunch of degenerate, filthy, rat-infested rape camps, as someone memorably called them. And then you've got Black Lives Matter. Now, I may be the only conservative talk show host, certainly in the Twin Cities, perhaps in America, that has actually interviewed, to the best of my knowledge, a Black Lives Matter organizer. I did this back in the summer of 2000, I want to say 16, at the Minnesota State Fair. We had a good discussion. He had a few good points. We agreed to disagree on some. I learned things. I like to think he learned things. But the American... I like to call them pseudo-intelligentsia, is putting out this, this memory-hold version of what Black Lives Matter was and what they did and what the protests after the George Floyd killings were that is, quite frankly, a work of absolutely 
deliriously imaginative fiction. And this goes to the highest level of the American media, similar to the, the, the whitewashing of Occupy uh, by the major media, especially national public radio. It's going on with BLM right now, and we'll come back to that uh, when we're back from the break. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. This view was worth a hike. Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes. I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and it's used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive result should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay zero dollars. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you. Or visit Cologuard.com. I'm in. Jane came to Robbinsdale Women's Center, excited to be pregnant. But she was being pressured by her boyfriend to abort. She wasn't sure she could do it on her own. When she heard the heartbeat and saw her baby, she knew she had to find a way. Through parenting classes and community resources at RWC, she received the help that she needed to choose life. Hi, I'm Eva. I'm one of the nurse stenographers at Robbinsdale Women's Center. I have the privilege of showing women their babies on ultrasound for the first time. Last year, 279 women at risk of aborting their babies instead chose life. Our goal at Robbinsdale Women's Center is to give accurate information on all pregnancy choices. All services are provided at no cost with no government funding. We rely on people like you who value women and their unborn babies. Since 1992, thousands of babies have been given the gift of life. Your donation to RWC will help save babies. Visit rwcinfo.org to donate. That's rwcinfo.org. The IRS is ramping up collection, and if you owe back taxes or have years of unfiled tax returns, listen carefully. Before it's too late, check your eligibility for the Fresh Start program still offered by the IRS to reduce or even eliminate your tax problems. Call our special hotline number now and find out in minutes if you qualify for these life-changing debt reduction programs. Business or personal, if you're in a payment plan with no end in sight, have unfiled tax returns, under audit, have a wage or bank levy, or finally just want to know your options, Call the experts at Republic Tax Relief and stop collections immediately. A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau with a five-star rating from Yelp, this veteran-owned company has the fight you need to take on the IRS. Don't go at it alone. Call their hotline number now, 800-896-3050. That's 800-896-3050. Find out if you qualify today. Call 800-896-3050 or go to republictaxrelief.com. Welcome back again to Twin Cities and World Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280 The Patriot. Hey, don't forget the Stand With Israel tour is back. I think this will be the fourth one that, that we're going to attempt. We've had one at least canceled because of COVID, because, well, Israel really took COVID seriously. At any rate, it's back, and the Stand With Israel 2022 tour will be bigger, better, and more unforgettable than ever. You get to travel to Israel with Dr. Sebastian Gorka, who's one of the biggest talk radio hosts in the business here at AM12A The Patriot. And, of course, Dinesh D'Souza, renowned author, filmmaker, and political commentator. And with them and a few dozen of your best friends, quite frankly, you'll be able to tour the Holy Land, see where all the action started for Western civilization, and see all the the the, 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 the focal point of the last, I don't know, couple centuries of history. It'll be an amazing time. Make sure you get signed up. Go to am1280thepatriot.com, am1280thepatriot.com. By the way, uh, later on in the broadcast, in the 2 o'clock hour, we will be talking with Mackinson Charles, 
I hope I got his name right here. We'll find out here next half hour. You may not have, uh, you may not remember the name, but you've probably heard the story. He's the guy who is the short order cook, I believe chef, perhaps, uh, works in, in a Twin Cities restaurant business and saved up money for years and years and years to open up a food cart, uh, a food trailer in this case, a mobile kitchen to serve people where they're at. It's been a big business in the Twin Cities these last few years, only to have it stolen. Yes, someone stole his food trailer. Now, there's a happy-ish ending. He got it back. But this exposes a, a deeper problem with Twin Cities society. I'm going to be looking forward to talking with Mackins and Charles on the broadcast here. Just about a half hour out here now, so stay tuned. Uh, get get the kids, wrap them around the, the radio here. This is going to be a lot of fun. Anyway, so we know. If you're a, a conservative, you know there's a there's a there's a double standard. Uh, there are double standards in most things, and when it comes to the way protest is regarded by mass media, by society as a whole, we know that there is one of the biggest doubliest standards of all. The, the Vietnam protests of the 1960s are portrayed in the media as a mass popular uprising of people sick of the war who didn't who thought the whole war was senseless, and in fact, up until the last year or two of the war, uh, during the Nixon administration, the war had general approval by the American people. Michael Medved commented on this in great depth uh, during his years on the air. Most of what you know about the Vietnam War protests is a fraud. The protesters were overwhelmingly upper middle class, entitled people writing out the draft on deferments, usually for being in college, which, by the way, fewer people were in back then than they are today. So it was certainly a class marker. Uh, And most of what the American media tells you today about its popularity, about how its its general popular acceptance by society and and the idea that society as a whole accepted what the Vietnam protesters were saying, much less the wave of terrorism that sprang from that movement, which, by the way, was considerably worse in the 1970s than it had been since the 1930s, since the Depression. Uh, Political terrorism in America hit a high watermark in the 1970s. You'd you'd think it was hitting a high watermark today to listen to the media and the, and the, the Karens on the left, but no, it hit its high watermark primarily, not exclusively, but primarily from people on the left who decided to go outside the lines, who had found their their roots in the protest movement. Anyway, they went on to the the Occupy movement of about, I don't know, it feels like like forever ago. It was probably 10 years ago. It lasted for about a year and a half, but it was garnering headlines for most of that time, even after its actual credibility as a protest uh, was basically upended by the fact that their their occupation zones turned into uh, essentially like you see in Chaz's today. I mean, they were rat-infested rape camps where nobody ever cleaned up all the uh, uh, human droppings, shall we say, around and about the place. Nonetheless, it took National Public Radio probably two years to stop treating Occupy as a legitimate political movement. And the activists who went on from it as legitimate political actors because if they didn't have kid gloves to treat those causes celeb of the left, they would have no gloves at all. And that brings us to Black Lives Matter. And it's, shall we say, whiter, upper middle class uh, analog, younger, more violent analog, quote, anti, end quote, fa. Now, BLM we'll get back to in a moment here. Quote, anti, end quote, fa as I've pointed out in this broadcast many times in the past, is is a movement. It's a decentralized movement. And so when you people on the left will say, well, show me where their office is. It's like, well, show me where Al-Qaeda's office is. Show me where ISIS's office is. Uh, decentralized movements don't have home offices. They don't have police forces. They don't have public works departments. They're a decentralized set of cells, much as they became when they ceased using their prior identification, die Rote Fahne, the red flag, when they were literally the German Communist Party's version of the brown shirts, the Sturmabteilung, the, the, the German Nazi Party stormtroopers. They were literally the same thing with a different flag, with different accessories, with different color uniforms. 
And when they were driven underground after the Nazis took over in 1933, they changed their name to Anti-Fascist Action. Anti-Fascist Action. Say that five times fast in German. Anti-Fascist Action, which was shortened, as Germans tend to do, to an abbreviation. Anti-Fa. They call themselves anti-fascist. You scratch the surface, they are no different than Brown Search, but you'd never know that from the mainstream media who treat them as well. I mean, you've, I've literally heard people in the media say, well, they can't be bad. They call themselves anti-fascist. I mean, so did Stalin. So did Mao. And, and some of these people who say things like that, I might have to remind that Stalin and Mao were every bit as depraved, murderous, genocidal as Hitler and the Nazis were, and more so, perhaps by a multiple of several. There's a certain amount of education to be done here, and if they had that education, they wouldn't be leftist sympathizers, but we, we move on here. They, they would have you believe, and they will say with a straight face that they are mostly peaceful. But a study has come out showing that racial justice protests that involve, quote, anti, end quote, fa, are 18 times more likely to end up in violence than protests where, quote, anti, end quote, fa, didn't show up. This was a study that was carried out this past week. It uh, just was released. Uh, the Washington Post Penn State research has discovered that uh, a report uh, published this past week in the Washington Post, conducted by a team of researchers that analyzed Black Lives Matter and, quote, anti, end quote, fa protests. I won't call them Antifa. They're, 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 they're red versions of the brown shirts. They found that, quote, anti, end quote, fa's presence at such events greatly increased the risk of, vi- risk of violence. Two sociology academics at Penn State analyzed data on the 2020 civil unrest and concluded the presence of, quote, anti, end quote, fa and an event made violence much more likely. The research found that Antifa's appearance on radical uh, justice protests saw the higher numbers of injuries and property damages than protests where they didn't appear. How much more so? 18 times more so. The research first set out to define what exactly is, quote, anti, end quote, fa, after discussing uh, previous deflections made by leaders talking about the violence on January 6th and so forth. Boiled, what boils down to is, Social justice protests where, quote, anti, end quote, fat is not present have a roughly 2% chance of having violence break out, of having property damage, significant serious property damage, injuries, fatalities, uh, and, and the like, actual depraved violence. When, quote, anti, end quote, fat is present, that risk jumps to 37%. That's 37%. That is literally 18 times more likely for violence to break out when, quote, anti, end quote, fa shows up. Will you find this in the mainstream media? Those of us who live in the neighborhood know this is to be the case. I mean, during the riots of 2020, I saw the people who I'm fairly certain went on to burn at least one burning uh, building in my neighborhood climb out of a crossover. They were college-aged, they were white, they were dressed in full cliché riot wear with the little bandanas over their faces, and if they weren't, quote, anti-fa, end quote, they were certainly of that, of that ilk. Oh, by the way, if you're left-leaning and listening to the show, you might be saying, well, actually, that must hold true for right-wing groups as well. Well, no, no, it doesn't. The Penn State researchers... Uh, according to the Washington Post, and I quote, went on to question whether the right-wing groups were the real source of violence, giving that, quote, anti, end quote, fa, tends to show up to counter their presence. Quote, that's not what our research found. We saw no difference between events in which, quote, anti, end quote, anti, fa, was facing off with groups such as the Proud Boys or the Three Percenters, and when they were protesting unopposed, they wrote, which leaves you with one inescapable conclusion. Well, really two. Number one, the media is in the bag for the left, no matter how far left they are, no matter how violent and depraved they are. We saw this 
in the 2017 attack on the Republican rally in the Minnesota State Capitol, in which the son of Woody Kane, Hillary Clinton's vice presidential candidate, was charged and given a whisper of a slap on his wrist. This we knew. The second thing we know is that the use of violence as a tool of political (coughs) persuasion appears to be almost purely a leftist phenomenon. I mean, someone proved me wrong already, right? AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. We will be back for one more segment in this hour. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the sculpture garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, we're where you are. Stream AM 1280, The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Hi, my name's Joe Cordell. Sometimes in divorce, courts require the higher earner to pay to the other party what's called spousal support or alimony. Usually this order can be modified in certain circumstances, but such modifications are often complicated and are best entrusted to attorneys that are well acquainted with such matters. At Cordell & Cordell, that's our business. Remember, you're not alone. Schedule an appointment with one of Cordell & Cordell's Twin Cities attorneys, a partner men can count on. CordellCordell.com. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-824-3853. 800-824-3853. That's 800-824-3853. 800-824-3853. When you take the time to really get to know your body, you find that the root causes of its aches and pains are usually simple. The older we get, the more exercise we undertake and the more injuries we sustain, the more inflammation our bodies suffer from. It's so simple. And my answer to that pain is Relief Factor, which I discovered years ago and take every single day to great effect. It helps the body to fight off inflammation and I've never found anything that worked better in my life. I can't recommend it enough. 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. relieffactor.com. With the vast majority of media today leaning hard left, it can be tricky to find news that actually shares, let alone defends, a conservative viewpoint. Hotair.com provides analysis and commentary from conservative writers like Ed Morrissey. Hotair.com. Welcome back. Twin Cities and World, once again, Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Hey, are you looking for an alternative news source, one which aligns more with your views and values, or one just plain gives you the truth? Well, here's to introduce Salem News Channel, providing the most respected and reliable conservative voices today. This is the channel for anyone who loves America and isn't ashamed to admit it. Uh, There's a reason why the First Amendment came first. The freedoms of speech and religion are fundamental to what Salem News Channel is about. 
It's the channel for free speech based on truth instead of someone else's agenda. They don't allow big media or big tech to get in the way of informing you, just as the way we do it here. Go to SalemNewsChannel.com. They're on live, they're on now, they're on 24-7, and they're on for you. Uh, Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 128, The Patriot. Don't forget, Mackins and Charles joins us after the top of the hour here. He's the fellow who had his food trailer, his mobile kitchen stolen. This just shows how far <laughs> local thieves will go for, I don't know, a cheap thrill, something defense. I don't know. Anyway, he got his trailer back. That's the good news. The bad news is the crime wave continues, and as we speak, people are out there still saying, well, it's just property. We'll ask Mackins and Charles what he thinks about people who, thinks, uh, who think uh, property is just property after you spend years working on saving up the money to buy uh, something, have something like a food trailer or any investment that you make. Anyway, uh, 651-289-4488, the number to call. We're talking about the media and the, the level to which they are currently going backwards, uh, bending over backwards, to not only ignore the violence the depravity committed by protests on the left while amping up and in many cases manufacturing uh, crimes on the part of protesters on the right, as we're seeing in Canada right now, where Canada can, where uh, the Canadian trucker protest is basically being treated like an invading army or like an organized crime syndicate is probably more accurate. But when it comes to the crimes of American protesters, the memory-holding is underway. And I, I hate to refer to Mr. Paul Krugman uh, for as, as a source of any serious opinion, but we have to because a good chunk of our society considers Paul Krugman to be an authority because, well, he won a Nobel Prize. It, let's be clear about this. He won a Nobel Prize in an extremely abstruse technical area of monetary policy that has very little to do with macroeconomics, much less broad understanding of politics or or society, for that matter. No matter, he's got a job at the New York Times, which must mean he's right. Except he's wrong. Uh, Krugman, uh, this past week, wrote a piece condemning the Canadian truckers, which is fine, he has a right to an opinion, while at the same time, downplaying the violence that attended BLM and, let's be frank, BLM, quote, anti, end quote, fa protests. Krugman spewed this series of delusions at a about the so-called vandalism by Canadian truckers protesting the country's draconian COVID-19 policies, especially draconian for those who would carry goods to the United States, while at the same time, and this is just incredible, dismissing the 2020 BLM riots in the U.S., which caused about $2 billion of damage, much of it here in the Twin Cities, a not inconsiderable chunk of it in my neighborhood. And by the way, did so while blaming the Canadian truckers for vandalism. He's one of those people who was calling the riots of 2020 mostly peaceful. Krugman writes on Twitter this past week, on February 15th, this would have been on Wednesday, and I quote, no, Tuesday rather, Accusations of hypocrisy on both sides over Canada. The right asks why liberals don't want crackdowns on BLM demonstrators. Left asking why it's okay with blockades by truckers, mostly not actually truckers. Important to understand the non-equivalence. Oh, it gets better, folks. Fox myth-making, to the contrary, BLM wasn't an orgy of arson and looting. In fact, remarkably peaceful. And it was about demonstrating, showing solidarity rather than deliberate infliction of damage, even if it was inevitably some damage at the edges. Take a drive down Lake Street and University Avenue. To this day, the rubble's gone, but the damage is still there. This is not the edges. This is the center of a lot of people's lives, Paul Krugman. Hundreds of buildings were burned or damaged, many totally destroyed in Minneapolis and St. Paul, including in my neighborhood, including three blocks from my house. You entitled fop? Fox myth-making to the contrary. There were peaceful BLM protests. We'll give them that. And it's entirely likely that the presence of, quote, anti, end quote, fa 
took a lot of legitimate protests and made them into violent riots. And maybe that's the, the, the bit of sophistry in which Krugman is engaging. Well, except that he won't admit that Antifa exists that, that, that would violate his own narrative. I continue with Krugman, who, remember, won a Nobel Prize, almost as legitimate as Barack Obama's. Quote, you might think it would be hard to obsess over the deficit when it was actually Trump who blew the deficit up to zero complaints from his party. But it would be assuming that Republican voters know about that or would be even willing to hear it in reality, given that GOP supporters believe that rampaging mobs burned and looted major cities. Somehow, without the people actually living in these cities. I live in the city, Krugman. I smelled the smoke from University Avenue. You pampered elitist drip. Cities burned. Cities burned in the background. As mainstream media reporters said, well, it's mostly peaceful. This is the Orwellian memory-holding of reality going on in front of us right here. And, and this, is, this is Paul Krugman, a alleged Nobel Prize winner, calling out the, the, the inability of GOP supporters. Oh, what's the quote? Oh, in reality, uh, would be willing to hear that in reality, given the GOP support. Oh, by the way, yeah, Trump did blow up the deficit. That's true. Before it, he blew it up worse than Obama did before him. Who blew it up worse than George W. Bush did before him? Who blew it up worse than, than, than Bill Clinton did before him? And, and Biden is worse than all the above. By the time he's done, it'll be worse than all the above put together. In reality, seeing that, and, and we need to call Republicans out for that, just like the Democrats. The only people like time people like Krugman care about it, by the way, is when Republicans are president. But this idea that Republicans won't see it when in reality, given, given GSOP supporters believe rampaging mobs burned and looted major cities, which they did. Somehow, without the people actually living in the cities noticing, which I did, getting them to see the facts about something as abstract as the deficit is a hopeless cause. Well, there's certainly one hopeless cause here, Paul Krugman. You, yourself. But the, Paul Krugman is comic relief. The real problem here is the real concerted effort to memory hole the realities of what happened. With BLM, certainly, with, quote, anti, end quote, fast, certainly, absolutely, beyond a, a, a juridical doubt. <sighs> Deep breath, count to 10, Mitch. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Mackinson Charles joins us when we come back. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. In 1981, Heritage Christian Academy began with 13 students. Today, they celebrate God's faithfulness with 550 students in grades pre-K through 12. God has shown His provision for HCA for 40 years. Let me introduce one of God's faithful stories. Hi, I'm Tanya Scott. I serve as president at Heritage Christian Academy. The first graduating class in 2001 paved the way for students to enter some of the finest colleges and universities in the country. Around the world, these alumni are sharing the gospel of Jesus and defending their faith on their campuses, in the marketplace, the military, the operating room, in their churches, in courtrooms, and in their homes. The impact of Heritage Christian Academy's four core values of truth, service, relationships, and excellence are evidenced in the lives of the men and women that have been trained to know, love, and serve Jesus. For more information about Heritage Christian Academy in Maple Grove, visit heritageweb.org. Unless you've visited our studios, you probably haven't seen how clean they are. But I assure you, you can hear it. Hey, I'm Trevor Kay, checking in on behalf of Forever Cleaning. Tasha and the team at Forever Cleaning are a big part of why we sound so fantastic on air. I mean, have you ever heard a dusty microphone? Not here, you haven't. It sounds something like this. 
no good, right? But Forever Cleaning's attention to detail goes beyond the studios and this microphone. Our break room is clean and inviting, the office areas are orderly and organized, and the bathrooms, they're always spotless. If you need Forever Cleaning's expert care in your office or store, or you just want to make certain your mic sounds as good as mine, reach out to Tasha and her expert team today at ForeverCleaning.com. That's the number 4EVRcleaning.com. Or call 763-807-9817 to schedule your free walkthrough and quote. Remember, Forever Cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. Did you know that the FTC reported a 45% increase in fraud and identity theft claims in 2020? Our increased digital lives and shift to remote work have created easy targets for scammers. Staying safe may feel daunting, but protection for you and your family is easier than you think with Identity Guard. Plus, there's no better time to get started. Identity Guard is offering listeners a free 30-day trial. Visit IdentityGuard.com slash News Talk today for a free 30-day trial. That's IdentityGuard.com slash News Talk. Over 50,000 police officers are assaulted each year, leading to injuries and death. They know that if someone doesn't lawfully comply or resists, force may have to be used to obtain compliance. Nobody likes it, especially police. Help police by not escalating. Don't attack or try to disarm an officer. Don't argue, resist, or flee. After the encounter has been resolved is the time to address any complaints. Comply now. Complain later. Keep everybody safe. This message brought to you by the National Police Association. Learn more at nationalpolice.org. AM 12. 